My prayer is that you would realize that Jesus fulfilled the messianic prophecies in the Torah, the Old Testament. He is the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior of all humanity. Please accept him today. Be like the shepherds. Be like the wise men. Be like Mary and Joseph who were Jewish and said, the will of the Lord be done. Don't be like Herod. Don't be like the Pharisees who rejected God when he came to them and offered salvation. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast Christmas Week specials, where each day we examine a portion of the Christmas story and discover new thoughts and insights into what really happened. Join us as we explore a familiar story with fresh eyes. Also this week, if you're interested in hearing how an investigative journalist and atheist who sought to investigate and disprove the life of Jesus actually became a believer after his research, then check out our Facebook pages all week as we share parts of his story. You can also learn more about him by checking out his book, The Case for Christ. His name is Lee Strobel. So come on into the virtual sanctuary and let's examine the birth of Jesus. Today we're talking about the visitors from the east and a portion of scripture from Matthew. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up! Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, 
weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who are trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said, he will be called a Nazarene. Isn't it interesting that about five times, it seems there, Matthew made the notation that these events were fulfilling what was already spoken from the Hebrew prophets and the Old Testament scriptures. So five different places, these prophecies are being fulfilled. And some of them, think about that. Some of these prophecies are obscure. So that one there from the prophet Jeremiah, a cry was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. Here, Matthew is specifically saying, God is saying, Herod killing these baby boys, two years old and under. That's what Jeremiah's prophecy was referring to many centuries before that this event took place. That's interesting how in a scripture that is more obscure, it's actually for the Lord's purposes. And I think sometimes maybe we get hung up on an obscure scripture, but let's let the Bible interpret itself and let's let God determine like what's fulfilling these prophecies and he'll make note of it. That just kind of jumped out at me really quickly there was that he really was detailing how the birth of Jesus as the Messiah was actually fulfilling the prophecies that had come before. What really stood out to me as you were reading in the middle of this beautiful picture of the introduction of the Messiah, the Savior of the world, God in flesh, we have a brutal, brutal story of slaughter. What a contrast between the beautiful story and the angels singing and this earthly king who brutalized the people. And it just struck me that that's the difference between a earthly ruler and the ruler of our lives, God. He, he just brutalized an entire generation of boys, all for what? Because he was worried that maybe one day this yeah, little boy, yeah, this little boy would grow up and remove him from the throne. The sad thing about that was, is he died not long after that. <laughs> he didn't even, mm -hmm. so after terrorizing and brutalizing these families, he ends up dying not long after that so that Jesus and Joseph and Mary can return to Galilee. What a contrast between how the rulers of this world behave and, and isn't it what kind God of strange does. it's almost a footnote it's a, you know yeah. that's almost a footnote in the story and we're like wait you almost have to be like wait wait what just happened yeah all the all the boys were killed 2 years old and under where was the outrage where you know we we have one mother weeping uh and refusing to be comforted because her children were killed but like where is that in history 
Well, you know why? Because that was common for this ruler. Yeah. He was a brutal man. The rulers, you know, the ru- the rulers of the world. And don't we kind of expect that today in some ways? You know, where's the real outrage of the different rulers around the world who are brutalizing people in many different ways or even societies or economic systems that are stealing from people, oppressing people. The genocides that are happening. Yeah, but they're just footnotes in history. We just go on with our lives. Yeah, we just go on with our lives. The world goes on and it's just footnoted that one mother was weeping for her children. The world doesn't stop for that. But I think that's that's the beauty of the story of this is that God saw fit to note that. That even though the world moved on, the evil kept going. And obviously this the Herod dynasties were just brutal evil men, you know, all the way down the line. You can read the story of Jesus' crucifixion and you know their relatives are there too. But God saw fit to say, No, I saw that mother whose children died, were murdered. And she actually fulfilled prophecy. With God, it's not a footnote. It's an emphasis. You know, it's poignant that God actually makes note of that and and says, no, this is not acceptable. Even though this is a story of Jesus, I'm going to highlight this one woman who suffered here. Because, you know, I, that's the purpose why Jesus was born, to save this whole situation and to save all mankind for that matter. Yesterday, we talked about the shepherds, the common man who had the visit from the angels. And today mm, yeah. we hear the story of wealthy men, the royals, the royals yeah. who were also Gentiles. They're mm-hmm. not the Jewish people. They're coming from far lands. Some people think as far away as Asia. It's theorized that they were astrologers and astronomers, people who watched the skies for signs. Mm -hmm. So here you have coming to worship at the feet of a baby, Gentiles, non-Jewish people, and they're bringing Mm -hmm. gifts of wealth. So he goes from being laid in a manger, wrapped in strips of cloth, to now having the royals present him with gold and frankincense, and myrrh. So I feel like in these two stories, we see this broad acceptance of God to all levels, Mm -hmm. from the everyday shepherd that were Jewish men to the Gentile royals who were wealthy from far away. God announced his son to everyone. You know, what troubles me is that the the Jewish royals were rejecting him. So not only was Herod troubled, it says, but all Jerusalem with him was troubled. Wow. Isn't that a picture, a foreshadowing of the crucifixion of Christ? When his own people rejected him? Uh, they're basically the predecessors of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the rulers, the lawyers who rejected the Messiah who came to them. My prayer right now, I just feel in my heart like that Jewish people around the world, Israelis, would accept 
Jesus as the Messiah, who he is to them, that they would not be like Herod or the people in Jerusalem or all the Pharisees and Sadducees who literally had the son of God come to them first and present salvation to them first. And the Gentiles had to believe because the Jews rejected their own Messiah. Well, maybe you've got friends who are Jewish. Maybe you're Jewish. Maybe somehow you're hearing us today. My prayer is that you would realize that Jesus fulfilled the messianic prophecies in the Torah, the Old Testament. He is the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior of all humanity. Please accept him today. Be like the shepherds. Be like the wise men. Be like Mary and Joseph who were Jewish and said, the will of the Lord be done. Don't be like Herod. Don't be like the Pharisees who rejected God when he came to them and offered salvation. Man, that's, that's tragic if you think about it. But the hope is that you can accept him. You can be like one who hears good news and goes away rejoicing because you've just found the Savior of all humanity. Join us tomorrow for the final episode of this week's Christmas Week special as we wrap up the story of the birth of Jesus. Ben and I and our whole church family want to wish all of you who have been listening this past month a Merry Christmas and a blessed and fulfilled New Year. Remember to check us out at IWillBeYourChurch.com and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss a day.